What is student affairs? How do student affairs help medical students here at the University of Utah School of Medicine? Today on Talking Admissions and Med Student Life, I interview Dr. Adam Stevenson, Dean of Student Affairs. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. All right. Welcome to another edition of Talking and Admissions at Med Student Life. I've got a great guest today, Dr. Adam Stevenson, Dean of Student Affairs. So, Dr. Stevenson, the first question on everyone's mind, what is Student Affairs? Student Affairs is an office within the School of Medicine who I think our entire job is to shepherd students from the first day of med school until after they graduate. I often use the term, uh, we are the concierge of the dean's office. Our office entails financial aid, records, counseling, the wellness center, mentoring for matching, mm-hmm. and our job is just to make sure you get through the entire process in a happy, safe manner. All right. You just blasted me with a whole different set of subjects. Let's break those down one by one. Okay. Right. So records. I think there's actually a warm handoff between admissions and your office. Yes. People get admitted, and their record kind of shifts from admissions to student affairs. And so what is this record? So all of the information that the students use in their application process in the AMCAS uh, application are transferred to us, and we uh, slowly add to that over the years with all of your grades, your performance, until at the end of your years of medical school, there is a nice big file of that summarizes all your official performance through the school. It includes transcripts, includes grades, includes uh, evaluations. And if I understand correctly, this is the basis for something called the MISPE, correct? Yeah, so this all culminates in a... What is a MISPE? A MISPE, the MSPE, is the Medical Student Performance Evaluation, formerly called the Dean's Letter, and it is a summary of your four years at medical school. I create it at the end of your four years, and we use it to apply to residency programs when medical school finishes. Awesome. And so it sounds like this is a pretty important document. Residency programs, read this and look at it. Yeah, I would say it was the main document that is used in the application process. How and many pages is it? it? It averages between eight and ten pages. Oh, wow. And uses information from the first, second, third, and fourth year mm-hmm. of medical school. We also get information about service hours, about your research Everything that has to do with your time at medical school, we summarize in this 8 to 10 page MISPE. Are are students allowed to see the MISPE? They are. We actually not only allow them to see it, we require them to see it. Oh, wow. We, uh, after it is created and compiled, we have them come in and review it for uh, any concerns or errors or or things that we've missed. And then we allow you to sign off on it and say that this is accurate. Okay, fantastic. And you mentioned Wellness Center. What's the Wellness Center? What's that? So Wellness is a specific directive within the Student Affairs. We have a wellness director. His name is Jan Terpstra. Uh, And Wellness is an overarching goal of making sure that students are well during medical school. Well emotionally, well physically, uh, well spiritually. Um, And we have programs and people in place to make sure that if there are any issues along any of those lines through school, they're addressed. Mm-hmm. I think – so the, I, I've heard some of the st- students talk about the Wellness Center. So I get the sense there are these like kind of big activities like classes or courses or apparently there was like free – like back massages during finals week. Right. And there's also more individual treatment if you're having a particular issue or, or situation arise. So the two main areas we have are uh, we have counselors and Dr. Terpster is a psychiatrist where there can be individual counseling on a very personal, um, private basis for any issues that come up. But then we also have uh, overarching objectives for 
for the medical students as a class. Uh, you mentioned the, the massage. So during a busy finals week this past spring, we had a massage therapist come in and provide free massages to students to de-stress them during their uh, big final days. Awesome. How was that received? Very well. It was okay. a great time by all. We, we're hoping to include some pet therapy as well on our next iteration. Awesome. Did you take uh, part of the massage therapy, Dr. Stevenson? I made sure that there was time for students, and I excluded myself <laughs> from the massage. Excellent, excellent. All right. So doing records, MISPI, wellness. What else does student fairs do? Another uh, One of the main objectives we have is financial aid. Oh, okay. So we have a, uh, one person whose entire job is dedicated to making sure that you are able to manage uh, your finances and your debt. Mm-hmm. She uh, handles scholarships. She handles um, all of the aspects of the financial aid application and is our liaison with main campus financial aid. Fantastic. And I think uh, our statistics are pretty good about, you know, the you know, amount of money that graduate. I mean, the, when our medical students graduate, they're actually not in as much debt as you think they are. We have uh, very good numbers that for public schools across the nation, we are below the medium for uh, average indebtedness mm-hmm. from, school, from students who finish our school here. So that so that kind of prompts me. I need to get uh, the financial aid people on this podcast. So mm-hmm. that's they'd that, be great. Yeah, that'll be down the road. Fantastic. So how did you get involved in student affairs, Doctor Stevens? How, how I mean, you know, I, I get that question frequently. You know, like, oh, Doctor Chan, how did you get involved in missions? So what's your story? How did you come to work in the dean's so office? So I uh, am a former student here. Actually, did my residency here, and uh, immediately after my residency, quickly became the clerkship director for pediatrics. Um, so during the third year of medical school, I helped shepherd students through their pediatric required rotation. Part of that job involved to then also getting those students who were interested in pediatrics to a pediatric residency. And so I would look at their application. I would give them advice about where they need to match, where would they uh, have a good application for, and found that I really loved it. It was actually one of the highlights of my career is being able to get students who were either struggling or doing well successfully matched into a residency program and the long-term counseling and mentoring and sitting down that, that takes. And then in talking with student affairs, we work closely because that's what student affairs does. Mm-hmm. And then it's slowly broadened to just outside of pediatrics to everybody. Awesome. And how long have you been doing this for? So I've been the student affairs dean for two years now. Oh, wow. And was clerkship director for seven years prior to that. Oh, wow. And and so it sounds like you just love like meeting with the students, mentoring them. Like, how does a student meet with you? I mean, do you have like an open door policy or, or I mean, how does that work? How, how do you get to know the students? I have four hours each day okay. of open office time where students can come in and meet with me for any reason. It's mm-hmm. actually the, one of the far, funnest parts of my day is I never know what's coming through the door. Mm-hmm. I meet with students that are doing well academically. I have students who are struggling with research. I have students who are struggling with social situations and uh, ill family members or even um, uh, Problems with children, problems with spouses. So everything and anything that comes to the door, we sit down, we talk about it, and we get them hooked up with the right resources. Are those the most common reasons to come and see you, like you know, academic issues or personal issues? or Probably the most common reason is to, is to sit down and to say, I'm interested in this as a residency. What do I need to do to make my application mm-hmm. the best? And we talk about research. We talk about shadowing. We talk about academics. We talk about uh, volunteerism mm-hmm. and what's the uh, – best way to get my application where I want to be. Excellent. And you mentioned, like, you're also, you know, as you mentioned, you shepherd them, you help them to match. How do we do on the match last year? We did extremely well on the match last year. We uh, were able to match 99% of our students into a uh, primary residency. 
um, which is way above our goal and above the national mean. And we were able to match students into exceptional programs across the country in all specialties. Mm-hmm. And I've been, for those of the listening out there, I've been posting those on our Facebook page. I, That's right. I de-identify the information so you don't know who it is, but I do post where people end up. So, so let's, let's talk about the match. Like, what is the match? How does that work? You know, for a lot of people, it's very mysterious. So, so how would you explain the match? Yeah, the match is a very different way than getting into medical school. It is the process of transitioning from medical school to residency. And it is a, a partnering or a coupling of residency choices with student choices. So students will put together their application. They'll apply to a various number of residencies within a desired specialty. They go and interview with those residencies. And the student then submits a rank list of, of, from top to bottom. And the residencies submit a rank list. And then there's this magical, fantastic... Computer algorithm, yeah. Supercomputer that mm. matches those two up. Actually, the algorithm that was written for this won the... Um, Pulitzer Prize. Nobel Peace Prize. Nobel Prize, okay. actually, uh, for economics. Okay. Um, and it's a fascinating uh, way to get different groups and people's priorities uh, matched up. And... The entire process, because of the interview, because of the random chaos of the the match algorithm, mm-hmm. it's important that the students know how to do it correctly. And so that's why they come and meet with you. Correct. Um, and so this happens – so they start interviewing. During their fourth year of medical school, they start interviewing. I mean they submit their application. Applications yeah. are due September of their fourth year. Okay. And then usually from about uh, October through January is interview season. Okay. They put in their rank list in February, and then the match, the big match day, is the third Friday in March across the country. Wow. Where at a given point in time, every medical school across the country opens their envelopes to find out where it is that they match to for residency. Excellent. And so what are some of your tips? I mean, how do you, how do you make yourself a really competitive applicant in the match? It's, it's a combination of areas. So making sure that you're balanced that you're not just doing well academically, which is obviously a key part of it, but that you're doing well academically, but you're also doing well from a leadership standpoint, from a service standpoint, from a research standpoint, and also that you've picked your specialty right by mm-hmm. shadowing and having clinical experiences. By having a, a complete, well-rounded application, we then look at the statistics that the individual program directors want. For example, emergency medicine program directors have clearly said they want their applicants to look a little bit like this versus plastic surgeons want their applicants to look a little bit like this. And we know that information, so if you're, once you decide your specialty, we're able to help guide your application so it matches the specialty that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. What if it's not, like, what if you have an applicant, a medical student who comes to you and they really want to go into plastic surgery, for example, a very competitive field? And you kind of look at their, you know, what they've done in medical school, including those different areas, research, community service, uh, board scores, things like that. And then you kind of look at what, you know, plastic surgery programs are looking for. And let's say that's not a good kind of fit, like it doesn't line up. What, what do you say then? What kind of conversation do you have? It's a, it's a, there's a couple of different ways to approach it. The first is to prevent that from happening okay. by early meeting, early identification of what goals are so that we can match you up. Okay. If we're in that situation that it's not matching up, there's a couple of different ways to approach it. It depends on what the deficiency in the application is. For example, if you are short in one area of academics, there's another area of academics that we can try to do better on down the line. Additionally, even though you might not match up for the average 
plastic surgery program. There's a range of plastic surgery programs where we can focus on programs that might match an individual's um, demographics a little bit better. So kind of very specific program selection for the application. And there are some students who, um, based off of the numbers, we worry enough about that we talk about a backup plan. Mm -hmm. And having appropriate backup plans uh, I think are very important for some students who don't match up well to their specialty. So you can apply to a plastic surgery residency, but it sounds like you also can apply to different residencies at the same time. You can. So uh, very common would be to apply to a high-end uh, program and then as a backup, go to a, one that has a much larger pool of mm-hmm. places that you can apply okay. to. Wow! So uh, plastic surgery and then general surgery is a great example. Okay, excellent, excellent. Well, uh, Dr. Stevens has been a great conversation. I'll have to have you come back on the podcast. Would, lo- would love to. We can talk more about you know how's it going and like different programs. I'm fascinated. Student affairs, so awesome. Thanks, Dr. Stevenson. Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Dr. Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.